You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Jennifer Page Cohen. Jennifer, thanks so much for being with me. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Jennifer, we're going to be talking about your show at Mikhail Boshin Gallery uh, in New York City. So, um, to begin with, uh, maybe we should just go through. I, I saw this show. It's a, it's, it's a beautiful show of uh, your sculptural work. Uh, but the title, Accompanied, um, is unusual. Can you tell me a little bit about that, that title? Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, a lot of thought went into it. Um, I mean, I think like most artists, and titles, titles for me are... Uh, require kind of a lot of time to sit with, I think. Um, I was thinking about a few different things. The idea of being accompanied by self, um, by others, but also by one's idea of history and what's passed down to you in terms of personal history and collective history. Um, so that's... Mm -hmm. Those are kind of these are the things, the, the kind of the, the psychological or otherwise um, kind of things that accompany us. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and and during, I mean, the stuff we like, you know, the things that we amass through our own, like, just personal experience, um, and how we work with that. You know, like what what we do with the things we've learned and the things that have happened to us and the way we've been taught to interpret things and um, to kind of see it as something that's, that you've absorbed or, or, or steeped in, but not necessarily something that is you. So you are accompanied by that. So let's talk about some of those things because that's in some ways what the show revolves around. I mean, the, the, that's the title. These, the show um, does reflect on on, on, on the body and, and what the body holds or, or, or goes through or, um, or, or experiences in, in some ways. Is, is that correct? Yes, totally. So let's talk about some of these, these pieces. Um, the one that, 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 that first stands out to me just in, in memory is, um, was an entitled piece, as I think many of them are. It was a reclining figure. Uh, clothing scraps and, and, and plaster and fabric collage. Um, uh, in, in that one, there was even a, a zipper and also watercolor. Mm. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Maybe we should just talk about this, this one figure. This is a kind of sure. reclining figure with uh, a hand behind their back. And, uh, yeah, and so many unusual elements brought into this, um, you know, most notably the... The, the fabric, right? Yeah. Wait, this is the trouble with untitled pieces because I'm like, wait, which one? Because um, the one with the zipper is different than one with hand that has a hand behind the back. So I'm trying to figure out. Um, do you remember where it was this in the gallery? Or this is the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do remember. It's the one when you um, when you walk in, as as I remember, or no, actually, when you when you're coming back around, it's on a kind of rectangular plinth. Um, has an almost greenish face, and there's a triangle okay. of cloth under the arm that um, that yes. I'm not seeing. Yeah, towards yeah, the okay. back of the gallery. Yeah, okay. Exactly towards the um, back of the gallery. Yes. Okay. Um, 
so, I mean, all the pieces are made in a similar way, and I, it starts with fabric. And I've been working with um, used clothing that's either, you know, I either, you know, procured at thrift stores and or my own clothes or some, I mean, I collect clothes uh, from friends and family. And I've been, you know, before this body of work, I was working with similar materials in a different way, but a lot of the work um, in these pieces is left over from that series, um, which went on for a number of years. So this piece, like the other, starts with kind of a form that's kind of molded in a very, very general way using these scraps of fabric. And it can get like knotted together or just like scrunched together, uh, folded. And then I use plaster and plaster gauze to kind of solidify it. And it gets built up in like a series of layers um, until the surface has you know, a good amount of plaster on it. And then sometimes I cut pieces away and some of the interior fabric gets pulled out um, or is revealed. Some of the fabric will stain the surface of the plaster, which is also um, sometimes how I start the kind of painting process or staining process on top. Um, and then I'm using some of that fabric as well to do collage on the surface. Um, so the armature is the clothing and the clothes, it's like the, it's the, interior and the exterior of the piece. So it's kind of the guts of the piece and also um, the decoration too. So it kind of functions both ways. It's so interesting. It's, it's um, because a lot of these, a lot of these pieces, I mean, the coloring to me is, um, is also what's, what's striking in, in the materials, the, the poses themselves of some of these, feel um, like they're, they're referencing some classical poses, right? I mean, I'd, I'd like to go through a few more sculptures, but, but is, that, is that the case? These aren't, um, you know, uh, kind of very unusual poses. It seems like these are, are almost heroic figures or, um, or, I don't know, figures from, you know, antiquity, so to speak. You know, what, what you might see in the Metropolitan Museum in terms of their, their pose. Absolutely. Um, they're not taken from any specific other sculptures or poses, um, but they are absolutely informed by, you know, what I've learned about sort of antiquity through, you know, museums and our history. Um, but more so, actually, I mean, I think they relate to my own history as a dancer. So I was a really serious ballet dancer until I was 19. And I don't think I realized this, of course, at the time, but the way I was learning to use my body had been really influenced by a lot of, like, Greco-Roman sculpture because I went to the Balanchine School um, in New York. And so I think a lot of these poses are sort of, like, in me in this way. Um, and I sometimes will use my body in the studio to kind of fi like figure out a pose. I'm not working from a mirror or like some photos, but I can like, you know, sort of feel it and sit in it or for a minute to sort of get some sense of it. Um, so they are definitely related to kind of uh, figurative sculpture, the tradition of figure sculpture. I mean, you know, there's a lot of contrapposto in the show. Um, but I don't, you know, the, the poses themselves are not always sort of doable. Like they're very, they're, some of them are like have an awkwardness to them. They're um, subtly exaggerated in places. Um, 
but they definitely do refer to to kind of quote classical sculpture. So, so let's talk about your your experience as a dancer a little bit. That sounds like it really figures in a lot here. Dance is, I mean, especially that school you went to. I imagine it's it's this incredibly kind of rigorous form. I, I think more than most that I can think of, um, other than like you, you know gymnastics, which is which is something else completely. But um, you know the whole the whole way you you were saying as a, as a, as a dancer you're you're, you're posing certain ways or some choreography comes out of that. Um, but also as a dancer, there's, uh, there's a relationship to your body that's, uh, I, I would think, different than, than anyone else or, or, or than, uh, than, than any other kind of art that way, any other, any other kind of performance because it has to do with the type of body you have, what your body can do. It's not that everybody, every person's body can do anything. So... So in terms of the theme of this show, in terms of uh, accompanied, you know, I, it sounds like the dancer, you know, in you is accompanying you as well. Uh, what what happened to that dancer, or what, what what did you learn from that? Because I mean, and, and stop me if I'm wrong, but it but it feels like it figures in so strongly here, in terms of of the body and and how you're perceiving it and um, and making these sculptures. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, yeah, I can't speak for all artists, but from my unscientific polling of all my artist friends, I think, you know, many of us are really influenced by the experiences of our childhood. And I mean, like most people, those experiences weigh, like they they shape us at this really important time. So they become very, very embedded. So I think, you know, for me, growing up doing this, it was a big part of who I became or how I saw myself or even just like what I learned because I um, spent more time dancing than I did doing other things. Um, so I still love watching dance and I, I go see it. I mean, not all the time, but I do, um, I, I do still go back and, and watch ballet and love it. Um, but I think, I mean, I, it's, it's interesting how one's you know, memory, of course, changes over time. There were, like, really wonderful things and really hard things growing up, but my memory of it now is, like, much more... Uh, I mostly remember the good parts, which is great, but I think that the idea of learning through the body is a different experience than a lot of other kinds of learning. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of athletes have that experience, too. So... And I think that all of us do that and maybe don't have that awareness about it. And trying to think about how we hold things in our body or store information or absorb things in a way, in a physical way that's not coming, you know, top down, more bottom up in a way is something that I think I'm thinking about now in a different way than I could have possibly done when I was, you know, a teenager. I certainly didn't have a lot of awareness about it at that time. But I think stuff learning things through your body, it gets in pretty deep because it's underneath the consciousness. It's in some other other way of understanding. So I think that that's a big part of the work too. It's like trying to get to the places that are in you that are not necessarily like in your language center or in your analytical center or someplace else. Yeah, that's, so, that's so interesting, right? The, the, the memories, the body holds, the, the, the trauma, the body holds, right? This is, um, 
what you're what you're talking about, which is uh, yeah, a really interesting thing. I mean, it ma- makes me think of muscle memory, but of course, it's it's not that at all. It's it's something else. It's trauma the body holds, right? It's um, uh, as as well as other things that um, you know maybe we don't remember as easily. But it's um, but you know through all kinds of therapies from, uh, right, acupuncture to others, that's, it's often referred to, like, that there's something being held. So in, in these works, um, to, to go through maybe a few more, is there um, specific um, kind of, or can we talk about trauma that's being held? There was one called, um, also untitled, of course, they all are, but this is a standing figure with a kind of... Uh, uh, purplish face and um, and and red fabric hanging from um, what looks like waist area and um, and of course you know plaster gauze and, and watercolor like the others. I don't know if that one comes to mind, but we could talk about another one. But yeah, if we can talk about like how how do those unconscious memories that you're talking about make their way into the sculpture, in particular this one, or or we could talk about another. It's nothing specific, and I'm not really thinking about that then in terms of sort of like trauma specifically. I think I'm thinking about a much more kind of holistic idea of sort of what it's like to to live in a body and live with history. Like, and I th- so it's it's a much more amorphous than that. And uh, I mean, I do you know certainly a number of the pieces like have places that you can interpret as kind of like wounds in a sense, but I also feel like there's humor there as well. So for instance, with that piece, um, there are, right, there's like these like ribbons of fabric actually coming out of like the, the wrist of, um, that's right by the hip. And, you know, it could look a little bit like, like blood pouring out, but it also to me just like looks like, like the end of a, like a twirling baton or something like, like some sort or some kind of like, uh, like just a bunch of ribbons. So I think there's this like in between where, you know, we're like the experiences get really merged together and we have like this, this sort of deep full experience of being embodied, but it's also often very unclear. And so, yeah, so to me, like those red ribbons are both like tender and a little bit like sad, but also kind of funny. (laughs) So it's doing all that for me. That's interesting. Yeah, there's, a, there's another figure in there that, that I was really drawn to also, a kind of a kneeling figure, um, which, you know, almost looked Japanese, uh, hands on on their lap and, um, and kind of cloth around the shoulders, uh, scraps. And there's also on this one. I, it sounds like from what you're, what you're saying, um, as I understand it, so these, you know, though, though they, they may or may not be referencing specific body memories or, 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 or traumas from, you know, you know, broken bones to, to other, other things, um, that, that, it's, that it's so subtle in a way that the viewer reads some of their own body into that, right? I mean, that's what I find myself doing, you know, or, or, or yeah. was doing during the show that I'm... I'm and that's part of maybe the ability of sculpture, but I'm kind of 
I'm kind of seeing them as a mirror for myself too, and 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 how I feel comfortable with 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 these sculptures. I don't know. Maybe I'm going too far there, but is that is that <laughs> why in a way that they're, they're not so defined, or or, or you're not defining yeah. them so much, is because it's yeah. the viewer brings that to it. Yeah, I mean that's the hope, right? Is that there's enough there, but enough not there to be able to have your own experience and to see, you know, the reflection. Like, there, you know, there, that is a very different experience of looking at sculpture than looking at something two-dimensional. And I often think that that's probably, in a way, like being a dancer is why I'm a sculptor, not something else. Like, the kind of dealing with the three-dimensionality and the physicality of a material is much more akin to kind of the relationship with your own body. Um, but with that piece in particular, um, that's actually... Uh, that one's a self-portrait. So they are all untitled, and that one is untitled self-portrait. Um, and it's kind of in the back corner of the gallery, kind of looking at the other pieces. So this is the first self-portrait I've ever done, and it was very like specifically thought about in, in terms of this show, um, thinking about wanting to sort of look back and look at everything and also kind of contending a little bit with like both my own uh, body, but the idea of kind of being the maker of these things and my relationship to them, too, like being in the room while they're all there. <laughs> well, that's so interesting, and I'm like so I'm glad that I that we're talking about this one. Then, um, so you're so now, untitled self portrait is um, it, it's you. It's the only one in the show that's, mm-hmm. that's not only a self portrait, but but modeled on a, on a specific person, it sounds like. So, so there's a very there's something very different about this, right? Not only in terms of mm-hmm. how it's a witness to the show in a way, a, a stand-in for you almost, but then how you how you're clothing this figure, I would imagine, is is much more specific. It's something different than everything else there, is, is isn't it? In terms of what the what the elements mean to you, how you're coloring the face, the hands on the lap being, you know, drawn in that way or, um, or, or other elements, I, w- I would imagine, have, have very specific references to you in your life or, or no. Yeah, it was, I mean, not, not super specific, but it was a really interesting challenge to kind of approach this. I want to make something that was a self-portrait but also was connected and, like, with all the other pieces and how it was made and like, um, and not have it be like something that was like, like obviously this different process. Um, so it was, it was a really interesting thing to make. It was challenging in a really fun way. It was kind of exciting. Um, yeah, I think I was thinking a little bit more about sort of like how I wear clothes or how I might sit. It was also very specific in terms of like, okay, like what pose, what's the feeling that I'm, like, trying to be in as I'm looking at these figures? But, you know, again, it's, like, a fictionalized moment or it's one moment, right? So it was more about, like, an idea of this one possibility versus how I feel about looking at my work. But, um, yeah, it was, it, was a really, it was a really fun process to work on that one. It was, uh, I bet. I bet. Well, then also to position it in the gallery – it, mm-hmm. it has it has a unique place, right? Uh, you, you know, and you have a different relationship to that than everything else because it's standing in, almost as witness, almost as um, yeah, kind of 
gallery person or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like it could be a few things there, right? In terms of, it's it's literally dialoguing with everything else in the show. It sounds like totally, and it was also in terms of the installation, like wanting that the eye gaze. Even you know, they all have the spaces are uh, articulated, but not like super detailed. But wanting to have it will seem like it's gazing in a certain direction at all the other work and so positioning it in that way. And then there was also an awareness about where all the, the directional gaze of all the other pieces too, like whether they were interacting with each other or looking at, like towards people coming in the room. So all that was kind of a part of how the show was like installed. Um, well, thanks, Jennifer. It's a beautiful show. And for those listening, there's you. links here so people can still see it before it closed. Uh, I, I want to ask you one more question that's a little off topic, um, but it's one that I always ask. What are you reading at the moment? Um, it's, it's actually sort of, it's not totally off topic because I've been reading for a while because it's a really big book, um, The Dawn of Everything. Um, and I've been reading this as, as part of this like lovely book group I'm in with some friends. And uh, it does feel like it relates to the things that I'm thinking about with my work actually because it's a different version of human anthropological history and it has, it offers this idea that human history has a lot more possibility and variability in it than some of the things that we've learned or have been taught in terms of how we got to where we are. And to me, I mean, I've not finished with the book, but to me it offers a lot of optimism in terms of the flexibility and fluidity that's possible in humanity. So it's something that I found really inspiring um, and exciting to think about. Jennifer, I want to thank you so much for talking with me today. It's really been a pleasure seeing your show and talking to you about it. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you. This has been really a lot of fun. Thank you. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.